And he's giving examples of times when Chazal Darish things in the Psukim, which on the simple reading of the Psukim, they become maybe just a, a remez, so to speak, because of the allusion in the Pasuk to the idea they're trying to convey. You gave the example of the Pasuk, of the, which incorporates the Shem Mitzvah, even though that isn't the meaning of what the Pasuk was trying to tell us, but there was a remez, it was Nasnachta for this as well. And that's the Kazari said. He says, It could be that there's two different perspectives on how we read Sukkim. There's a, there's a way of learning the Tarafi Pshat, there's a way of learning the Tarafi Ramis. Or there could be other ways of learning the Tarafi also, which are hidden from us. Which is also true. There are other ways, there's depth to the Tarafi beyond that as well. And therefore, when Chazal tells us that this is what they saw as another word, illusion in the Pasuk, it's, it would be correct to rely on them. Once was clear to us that they were bigger Chacham than we are, and they were bigger Chassidim, which means they were on a higher level than we are, and that their efforts in trying to learn Torah were greater than ours. And that's something which often gets forgotten about. We think about Darius before us as being greater than us, as being bigger than us, but the truth is they also tried harder than us. If we just look at the description from the time of the Rishonim, never mind Chazal, from the time of the Rishonim of what it meant to be Yagayabutayra, so we see that they were on a completely different wavelength to us when it comes to what learning Yagayabutayra means. For example, uh, there's a Shaila about if a person is allowed to, allowed to Untie the laces of his shoes in Shabbos. The person has shoes which, are, which has a knot in the lace is there to untie the lace in Shabbos. So there's a halakh when it comes to untying a knot in Shabbos. So what kind of knot is it? Is it a kesha dirabanan, which means a kesha which was meant to be untied, and only a short term knot, or is it a kesha shakayama, which is a long term knot? And what, how long does it not have to be meant, intended to be in the same place in the kesha shakayama? It's much like some say 24 hours, some say a whole week. So the 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 shyness of the Bani Atasis, why was it most of the people to untie their shoes in Shabbos? Why? Because it was the only day they untied their shoes. Because he says that the Minog was, people used to learn the whole week and they got undressed. They sat and learned from Rosh Shabbos till Shabbos till El Shabbos. And if they fall asleep on this table, they fell asleep on the table, they carried on learning and they woke up. So people had no reason to untie their shoes the whole week long. Erev Shabbos, they're ready for Shabbos, they have a shower, they play in Shabbos, and then once a week a person will untie shoes. But uh, a level of Hasmada uh, which is very far from us. So when you talk about different dairies, not just talking about a, a, a greater Chachm or a greater Tzitkos, you're talking about a much greater effort too. And besides, there's so many Chachamim that uh, wouldn't have all agreed to something, obviously, unless they all accepted it. And therefore, we shouldn't doubt Chazal's interpretation of Sakim. We should rather be the Sophicus in how we understand Chazal. Just like when it comes to Torah, we don't think that maybe there's a mistake in the Torah because we understand the Torah is given to us by Hashem. We understand something, we blame ourselves, we obviously are understanding something. When you come to something we don't understand the Torah, 
So we're not going to therefore edit the Torah. We're going to say we don't understand. And uh, therefore we have to have the same covers when it comes to Chazal, the same respect, to accept that uh, they were greater than we are. And therefore if they say something which doesn't seem to us to be correct, we're going to just ask, like, leave it as a question on uh, lack of understanding. The question was, how do they know? And the answer, well, we don't know. We're not as smart as them. No, there are two questions. So the one question, there were a number of questions. What it's coming down to now is, is the land of Kazari says, and then it says, it's mafli the nefesh. It seems to us what the saying is wrong. I read in his words, and it seems like the king said, the toil and nefesh, the person knows it's not the plan of us. And then he says, that uh, we shouldn't be so confident that we're right and they're wrong. We can sometimes have to accept that maybe they're no better than we are. Now again, this is answering a different point. The first point he says, Chazal themselves weren't always talking the Pshat. They came to explain the Jewish, they came to explain the Ramas, and of course, that didn't, they didn't mean to say either this is a Pshat in the Pasuk, they came to see another level of meaning in the Pasuk. But even when it comes to explaining Pshat, and there are also times where it doesn't seem to ask that that's what the simple words of the Pasuk mean, so then he says, sometimes you have to accept. Chazal had reasons for what they said. If you understand, instead of doubting them, we should doubt ourselves. Examples of this. And again, the number of them. When Chazal explained a pasuk in a way which doesn't seem to us to be the Pashtas, and these were all the places where the Tzadikim argued. All the places the Tzadikim argued is when the Tzadikim said, when Chazal is saying, that's not the simple reading of the pasuk. And uh, even though the Kazari hasn't gone back to mention the, the Karayim again, or the Tzadikim, wherever they may have been, but he's still coming, he's still like worried by the same fact, and that is, except the Chazal are right, but it, 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 it doesn't seem that that's what the Pasuk say. For example, when they say, Imachar Sashabas, the example they gave himself before, when it says, Fazim Nechem Imachar Sashabas, it says, Imachar Sashabas, it says, Sashabas, and Chazal says, let me do the Frisian. It doesn't seem to be the simple Pasuk, the Pasuk. Or when they say, Ayn Tachas Ayn, they have to pay for the value of that, not to be take out and have for an Look, because they also, it doesn't seem to be the simple Pasuk, the Pasuk. So in all these kinds of arguments, and the Torah says like it says a one one person one dying dead, and you, you take your makeup on fine, but or whatever the case was. So in all these cases, so the Kazari is still bothered by the fact that it doesn't seem even if we accept Chazal were greater than us, but it doesn't seem that that's pshat in the pasuk. So on that, the, the Chacham answers him that if we don't feel that's pshat, okay, maybe we should doubt our understanding rather than Chazal because maybe they understood better than us. Yeah. Yeah. So here's an important point. And this is a, a, it was also a military precious way, but it's something which also applies to the Pshat. And that is, one has to understand the Pshat of the Pasuk saying, that's in the context of what the Torah is trying to say. And they would just to translate the words and say, well, that's what the Pasuk means. Uh, it's not necessarily accurate. In other words, when I understand what the Torah is trying to say, and then the Fida understand what what the halachas is. For example, when it says in the Aseret Sedibris, it says the Tirzach and it says the Tigzol, and therefore people would think the Tigzol means don't steal, which means you can't take someone else's possessions, you can't take his money. Uh, that's a simple reason. The Tigzol means don't steal. But in the context of the Torah, that's not what the Tigzol means, because we're talking about things which a person can't do, and if he would do, he'd be high merciful. For stealing, but it's not chayv misa, and therefore Chazal are forced to explain that the text of him is done kidnap a person. Either the pasuk doesn't say that text of the nefesh or whatever other lashon would use for that, but otherwise we can't read it a simple way because it doesn't fit into the context of what the pasuk we're talking about. But that's reasonable logic. Right, and therefore we, what the pasuk is saying is 
sometimes it might not be the simple reading, but there's a logic, there's a reason why Chazal said it. And if we don't have the logic, then we'll, we'll doubt the reason. So if someone would say, if we'd see Chazal, it says, let takes off, we're going to have no fashions of Hasim Atak. When the Torah says, let takes off, it says, it means don't kidnap. And he'd say, why would it say don't kidnap? That's not the way the Torah uses enough to kidnap. The Torah would say, like it says, uh, whatever it would be. It takes no nefesh. Why would it say just some of the things, which is much for money? So we have a kash on chazan. And the answer is because they're applying logic to explain the way they explain. It's not just a matter of translation. And if we don't see the logic, then it means we have to ask questions ourselves. That what, would, what would have been the reason which pushed them to do that? And if we think back a bit to what we saw previously in the Kazari, that's really the approach you use to answer all the questions of Makaron. And that is, they said, it's more logical that Ayn Dabas Ayn means someone's landed, his friend's landed him in return. Or Mahzah Shabbos means the day after Shabbos, not the day after Pesach. And in both times, and other cases also, what the Chacham explained is that Chazal were coming from a Hechrof. There was a reason which pushed them to say what they said. It wasn't because they were arguing what the simple way to read the Mahzah was, but that it couldn't have meant anything different. And therefore, because of the, the swara that they had, the Dabar Lamu therefore they had to explain it the way they said. So that's as, that's as far as that's as far as explaining Chazal's uh, interpretation of the Pesukim. Now he's coming to the next part of what the the, the king is like that, and that is what the Chazal mean in the Agadita. They sound like wild and wonderful stories which couldn't possibly have been. So what are Chazal trying to say with the Agadita? Why was it set up in the way that it was going to be forgotten through the ages? What was forgotten? Well, we don't understand all the Chazals and the like. You know, we were saying yesterday they had more Bidisha than Yerushas than one. Chazal. What? We're not Chazal. Our job is to remember what the Chazal said and what the Chazal said. We're just going to from then on. Okay. We, we, we aren't privy to all the Chazal that Chazal had. Why can't, why are we held okay. back from understanding it? I don't know if we necessarily held back. We, 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 that, that wasn't something we know. But even if it was, it's not something we can argue with. And that's the case. What, what's the, the, when the get to ask, is this, this is what Chazal explained, this is what Chazal passed, and that's what we keep. Now, if you're going to try and doubt why the Chazal said it, what were the reasons for that, if we can understand it, it's very good. But it's, uh, we see this in the Mishnahis already. A number of times, Mishnahis tires, they asked the Mishnah, what's that in this case? If you can explain what Chazal said, I'm willing to listen. If you're going to come with a svar to argue with Chazal, I'm not willing to listen. Why? Because we know that's what Chazal said. So we, we do understand, we don't understand. But we know that that was what they taught. Now you, you understand that also you have a svar for it. And it says, Okay, wonderful. So that, that adds to our, our appreciation of explaining why Chazal said what they said. But it's not something which we're going to debate and argue with Chazal. And therefore, it was Kenya held less important to preserve all the Sfaras as to preserve the, the topic, the content of what they told us. So I understand. Aren't there different fundamental materials? A lot of them go with the premise that we don't argue with Chazal, we explain it differently. In other words, are we coming out that Chazal explain why we explain it differently? It's not in my focus. You can learn like this, you can learn like that. When it comes to being Kaveh Halakh, we're not going to Chazal. When it comes to trying to explain the Psukim, so there are probably more perspectives in the entire. And if they have an Ezra, or the Rachaim, or the Radak, or the Rabbanel, or the Al-Shukh, or any of the Said, we know that there's a Chazal in this Psukim, but we think that we want to offer another interpretation, they're allowed to do that. But if you're going to try and argue and say, therefore, I think my Psukim and Chazal are wrong, 
And if we don't have to accept the Chazal wanted to learn from the Prophet that we can't do it. So what does it mean, the Galat Pansar Galat Pansar? Yeah, it's going to come out of the Ramadan. Yeah, because the Bezman said different than him, that makes him Shalak Galat Yes. That's not the halach which is going to come out of the Pasuk. So, so that's when it comes to halach. Now we'll talk about the second part of This is a, a very fascinating explanation of the Kazari. Like I said, he's not the only one to go to this route. Ba'atsim is very similar to the term Chal Ra'at as well. And then it's how do you understand that Agadat al-Khazal and those Agadat al seem to say things which we can't possibly believe how it could have been. So, explain. So, Chal Ra'at Mehem Shinagim Um... The other goddess, that the Nagimahem, Derech Hatzav Akdama, the Indian Shiraitz and Achzal Amse. They bring that goddess as a way to introduce something which they feel is very important to emphasize. As a principle of Imana, Kamaisha Amr Kashiyar, Dribana Ramin of Mitzrayim, when it talks about the Hashem coming down to Mitzrayim, the Nachitz of Imana, she teaches Mitzrayim, Hosea Kavana, Mitzrayim is Barach. And that they talk about Kiilu Hashem coming down to Mitzrayim. In order to strengthen their emunah, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. Leibim Mikrim didn't happen by some kind of by, by chance. Leibim Matzim Mitachbaras Miyadam, and not anything which was brought about where people could make happen, either here in this world or or through using spiritual concepts to try and uh, cause effect in Mitzrayim. None of that was involved in just Mitzrayim. Not uh, na- freak uh, na- no, natural disasters, not uh, or anything people could put up, not anything that people could cause in the Rukhni sense to happen. Well, Hashem didn't have them in Shrine, it was what Akkadish Baruch made happen. And therefore, anything a person could think of is trying to explain what happened in Mitzrayim. And uh, those people, unfortunately, try to deny the terror, and they try to come with all kinds of weird and wonderful interpretations of how the Makkahs could have happened in some kind of other way except for the fact that Hashem made it happen. And all obviously doesn't begin. Right? What what Hazal wants us to therefore emphasize that that wasn't the case. Akkadish Baruch made the incentives in Shaim and then happened Hashem said. And therefore Amra Derek Majim Aim Kivyachal. Therefore they explained that the way as Kivyach Akkadish Baruch came down here himself to punish Mitzrayim. Which means it was a way to emphasize the point that if we can picture in the sense of Hashem personally making himself in Mitzrayim, so it says, "Kid Hashem coming to Mitzrayim to do nisim." Obviously, it's not necessary. Hashem doesn't have to come to Mitzrayim to do nisim. He can do nisim from wherever he is. But they wanted to give, make us feel much more real and much more graphically that it was Hashem doing everything. Already, the pasuk says this. Hashem is coming, coming into Mitzrayim. I'm going to jump over the door. I'm going to kill the first one. Hashem doesn't have to come here for that. Hashem can do that from Mishamayim also. And what? It's the same. Chazal is just following the same cue. And that is in order to make Christ more realize more real in a more real sense that this is like Hashem doing without any without any other so to speak emtzai without any other medium. It's like Hashem Baruch doing it next. So that's the, the, that's how they depict the next. Well, there was more. I'm sorry. There was more Shechina. The, the, when the Torah says something, so then this is what the Torah means. It wasn't that Ke'ilu, that uh, Hashem came down and didn't come down. But the question was, why was it necessary? Meaning, in why? our minds, why did Hashem have to do that? And therefore, it seems fantastic. Right. Why did he do that? He could, he, could have done, he could have engineered everything in Hashem and all this would have happened. 
And therefore it says, you see, because Akash Baruch wants to make them one more red. And therefore if Chazal wants to say the same thing, if things happen, which to our minds seem like, why in the world would they be necessary? Why would you do such a thing? It's the Nachasem, it's to teach, it's to Chazak the principle. Now, Ach Be'ais, Shaitim Tzakamayu, Eden Hazev, when I tell it says, even though we don't find in the Gemara talking about, uh, so there's not so much elaboration about the Sismit Shrine of, of the Midrashim in the extreme. It says what happens. But if you find other things which are similar in the Midrashim, Kamei Shama Mechiyo Le'achav, the Navi Mechiyo told Achav, Ra'isus Hashem Yoshev Al-Kisai, I saw Hashem sitting on his throne, and holds for Hashemayim, I'm doing my love in Minam Yisraeli. And all the Malachim was standing on his right and his left. And, uh, and what Mikhail was saying was Hashem was busy judging you, Achav. And with those Malachim who were defending you, that's on the right, and those Malachim were prosecuting you on the left. And the decision was, Achav was going to get killed. But yeah, Hashem said, Me, if is Achav, who's going to be the one to convince Achav to go to battle so that he'll get killed? And one and it says the Ruach in front of Hashem, I'll go. And he went. Now, Mashara Inyan. So that whole description, why did it have to be like that? Hashem used to sit in a chair and line up the Malachim on the one side and the other side and then run a forecast. Hashem knows what happened. Hashem knows what he's going to do. And Hashem will do it. So why, why do you need the whole graphic description of, of a courtroom? Making a real shaker come to you in the beam to convince you to go. So, why do you need the whole background? And the answer is but to make it more real to Achav. You want to know what's really going on? I'll tell you. Akadosh Baruch has decided to punish you. The way he's doing it is by using a real shaker to convince the Vim, the Vim to tell you to do the wrong thing. But to make it sound like this is a real decision, so Mechiyot depicts it as being a, a whole court case, and this is a decision, this is what Hashem was instructed the Ruach to do. Makes it much more real. Now, does that mean it didn't happen? No. The Ramchal in the Hashem says in Yisai. And he asks us Kaisha on the whole principle of the Mishpat of Shemai. And there's, there's endless Chazals. They talk about a person gets judged and there's a basti. And there's a prosecutor. And there's defending angels. And there's witnesses. And there's a whole court case which revolves around what a person does. And the answer to Ramchal, why do we need all of that? Why do we need all of that? Akkadish Baruch knows everything. He knows what a person does. He can prosecute and he can defend. And he has, every, he has all the reasons why a person would do it, and all the excusing factors, and what he's going to do. So, one second, let him judge the person. Why do we need the whole, so to speak, the whole act? That there's Malachim who prosecute, and there's Malachim who would give testimony, and the Malachim who defend. And then we weigh up the scales. Well, what, what, what's it all necessary for? But people, maybe we don't know what happens. So we need to go through the, the whole process of a, of a court case. If I go to Sparachal, it's, it's all God in the final. There's no need for all of that. And the answer to Zara Rishonachal explains very closely is because Sparachal wants people to understand you being judged. And if a person's judging us, Hashem says, okay, I'm judging you, this is the verdict. I'm judging you what? I'm judging you, this is your verdict. We wouldn't see it this clearly, whereas the person feels, therefore, there's a judge, there's a court, there's a basement, and there's a, there's a prosecution. He's going to bring up everything I did, and the witnesses to prove it, and now there's a defense. And they're going to analyze why I did it and what made me do it, so then it feels much more like a person's judgment. And therefore, the Zion says that the reason that this world sets up a whole system called the based in Shilmano, a based in Shilmano, which has the whole, so to speak, setting of a court, is that people should feel this is real. Even after death? 
Even after that. Even after that. Because otherwise the person just handed his verdict. Uh, a person has kindness. There's reasons why they read that or identifying factors. But if the fact is that everything is opened up and everything is explained and everything is analyzed and everything is decided, and a person has nothing to say. It's all being brought to everything is known. Right. And that's what Gemara says in Erevin, that everybody, both Sadiqim and Rishon, are going to say, Fadish Baraka, Yafeh Danta, Yafeh Zichisa, Yafeh Chiyavta, everything is right, I can see everything, and it's all completely fair, and it's all completely honest, no one can argue. And therefore, a system is set up in the way not that Hashem needs it. It's set up for people. And therefore, when Chazal will tell us about the Beis Shalmada, and how all the Malachim stand in line to give Edus, it's coming for a point to Mechazek the Emunah, that is, that is the Nechashman. And then the, the, the Navi uses that medium too. Acha understand, this wasn't just time. You've been judged. This is the verdict. And there was a whole judgment which which, which decided this was the whole court which decided this was going to do to you. Here there might be a Muna, but after that it's more to relate to the person, not really a Muna. Yes, a Muna too. And how can Kiyosha Hashem? After that, everything is clear. That's the MS. A person gets shown. Not that he just knows it's MS, therefore I don't understand. It's just to relate to the person, because that's he's a three that's mobile. Of course it's MS. Of course it's MS, but the person might not see that. And then that's exactly the point. I know it's MS, but I understand. And therefore everything is shown, everything is clear, and it's like it. And the person can say, it's clear to me that everything is MS. He's with this thing himself. He's prosecuting himself. He's doing everything to himself once everything's clear. He's with himself. No okay. 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 Everything's understood. Right. And that's why I'm showing him like that. Now, and besides for this introduction, and therefore the point of what Chazal say was in order to, um, in order to clarify to the person that you see that these things are real. Similarly, when Chazal talk about Gehenna, and that's what they do, Barichus, it's not that. Uh, it's, well, what are they trying to say? It's the same idea. There's a, there's a principle of understanding this Einish, and therefore the elaboration or the dictum can explain. This is the Einish, brings people to it. It's not something which is abstract, it's something which a person can understand. Which is the last which means that he says that the. the the beauty of the, the expression which they say, which is like a winning argument that it's true, that was like, that's, the first, that's the first reason why Chazal would elaborate on Agarata, so to speak, to, to Mechazaka point of which they want, to, which they want people to understand properly. And some of them are talking about visions they saw of a Ruchni level. And we're not surprised that people on their level could see a certain, a certain vision of something Rukhni. Just like Nevi'im could see that. They weren't Nevi'im. But the fact that they were shown things of Peter Rukhni's doesn't surprise us. And therefore, when the, when the Tanoim said, we saw this, we saw that, it doesn't mean physically. It means there's a vision that they were shown. And what's the reason for that? Things understood because of the clarity of their task and of the, the level of understanding. And Omehem Tzuris, Shiesh, Mamish, Emad, Amiti, Bichut, Kashero, Esamanavi. Or they would be showing things of a spiritual nature, just like the Bhima showing things. 
And therefore, the way that the Kuzari is trying to relate to the Agarites of Chazal, which seem to be things which are impossible in the physical sense, it's true. We weren't talking about things that they saw physically. Uh, they're talking about th- things which they saw. It was meant to be a vision of some sort to teach a lesson. Um, this is the in-between Mahalach. And the story is like, for example, the story of Rabbi Barakhana. He says, I saw a frog the size of 60 cities. Or I saw a, a, a fish that took us three days to travel from its one fin to its second fin, or things like that. So how do you explain it more like that? So there are in Shalim, we call the Pashtalim, who say, yeah, maybe other creatures we haven't seen there, that's not a right. Maybe there's something. Uh, the Dazas say, impossible. There's no such brain in the world. You talk about the Aviyas and the Sasharabar and whatever it's going to be, and the Vayim is for Hari Elif, there's no such animals in the world. The whole thing is just a, is a, is a marshal to some concept. That's the Pashtalim explained like that as well. And now we find the Kuzari, the third Malach. It wasn't, they weren't seeing something physical. They were showing a vision. And what they were showing is a vision. They said, I saw, it's like I saw in a dream. I saw in a certain kind of vision of, some, of such a concept. And then obviously it needs to be explained what they were showing it for. But we don't have to say that it was a marshal. But they said, Ra'inu, or Ra'isi, it could be like a sword. But what we saying is they saw it as a physical thing which would inhabit this world because then if that's the case, you could say that we don't find things like that in this world. But she does that you can't see a malach physically, it has to be in the chizayin or in a, as a dream. Well, we put very old that. In other words, uh, in the words when Hashem directly speaks to a person, a baskal is not speaking to the person, but a person is able to hear what's being said. And the reason why it's called the baskal is because the baskal is uh, the Lashen uh, for an echo. What's the difference between when a person hears someone speak with an echo? So if I'm speaking to you, you're hearing, you're hearing my voice. But if it would be a place where I'm speaking to somebody else, but you hear the echo, so it means that you weren't being spoken to, but you can still hear what was said. That's enough community. We talk about a baskal, as opposed to a nevur, which means Hashem is talking to the person. When Hashem ended the nevur, so Hashem didn't speak to people anymore. But Allah's prophet still speaks, not to people. The audience might be the malachim. Or is the shamans of the tzaddiki. And then if a person is able to hear that, it's like hearing the echo. They weren't being spoken to, but they can still hear what was said. Why does Hashem say things? Why does he say things like that? What's the point of saying it? Who's Hashem's audience? Like I said, either in the shamans of the tzaddiki or the middle. Why do they care what's going on? Of course they care. They want to hear Hashem's to say. And the reason why Hashem speaks is that it wasn't, it wasn't spoken to people, it was spoken to them. The people are able to hear. And you find, once you want to understand this story, which you have to explain a bit more, you'll see this comes up in many, many, many Gemaras. It starts from the beginning of Shas, Brachas of Gimel. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yezus says, I went into a Chorv of the Dab. And the Liyan asked me, what did you hear in the Chorv when you did that? And he says, Shemati Baskos Shonahemes Kayyadah. And it says, Oidi, Shagalisius Pond, Shachat, this place is Vagalisius Pond, and the Benamas. Fancy, Rabbi Yezus went to this Chorv, and he heard a Basko of Hakadish Baruch saying, Oily, that I've had to destroy the resolution to exile my children. You should know that it wasn't only now that this pastor was there, every single day there's a pastor like that. So what's the point? Here we have one time of one, so it's like to hear it. And this pastor is, is being broadcast in Shemaim every single day. For who? For what? No one's hearing it. Once, once Rabbi Yesi heard it. 
So what's the point of Hachi Baskal? So we see this inside. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch isn't just talking to people. There's a concept of Baskal, HaKadosh Baruch is talking to Shemai. But it's, like I said, the Shalom is the to Allah, whatever it is. Sometimes the person is able to hear what's being said in Shemai. Sometimes not. But there's a Dibra in Shemai the whole time. When the Boa and the Mishim doesn't speak directly to people, doesn't mean Hashem doesn't speak. And you find that the Mishim is like a Sadabes also. Kishamati Mechari Aparagat. An idea of Shamati Mechari Aparagat is the same idea. I wasn't being spoken to. This, the Dibra was in Shemai, but I happened to hear it. That's true. Right, there's a concept of Basco. And the concept of Basco is not able to hear what's said, even if they aren't, uh, so to speak, the address of who's being spoken to. That still exists. And there's going examples of this. And now, what does it mean? And therefore, what? So, you guys, what they said before, it says things Hazal said that they saw or that they heard, we're going, we're going back to something on the Rukhnida. It wasn't that everything that we said we saw, we have to explain in a physical sense, in which case it will be hard for us to do that. You can understand that sometimes what they said they were aware of, what they're speaking about, is something that they were aware of in the Rukhnida. And that's the case, we can't ask questions. Because we, we can't like look in our physical world and say, something like that doesn't happen. That's true, they weren't talking in the physical world. They're talking about how they, what they were shown or what they understood and then on a more abstract, non-physical level. Anyway, there wouldn't be a question. So that's the second part. But again, we're talking about what's Pshat Nagarata. The first part he said is Chalazal come to emphasize principles and therefore they make it much more graphic. And the second Pshat is sometimes they're referring to something that they were aware of in a more spiritual sense. Those are the first two verses. Next time we'll go right here. So two more ideas to explain in, in, in analyzing how Chalazal tells Nagarata.